Hi, this is Emeka and Elandris, and you're listening to the So Far Us podcast, the 30-minute podcast where we break down a trending topic, centering the discussion on the Black millennial woman's experience, and explore what it means for us by answering with, so for us, now let's break down this episode's trending topic. Twenty twenty two is coming to a close and we're about to go out with a big bang. The November elections have very serious consequences, good and bad. I hope that many of you will choose to turn out this year for the election. Today our host will discuss important dates as well as important policies that will impact our community. So for Landers, so much is on the line right now when it comes to the November election. There's so much misinformation out there and it is targeting the black community to get us to not vote. However, we have so much to lose if we do not get out there and vote. I wonder why it's so important to have our votes not count. This is Emeka, and for me, there were two steps that I had to take over the last few months that I think sometimes people need reminders of. So I recently moved, and that meant I needed to update my voter registration and receive a new voter registration card. So make sure your voter registration is up to date. And if you don't yet have your voter registration card in because you did have to recently update your voter registration, make sure you look into the rules for your area on how you can vote. Um, without a voter registration card. And then secondly, I have an elderly grandmother who preferred way to vote is with mail-in ballots. And here in Texas, you have to apply every year to receive that ballot. So check in with your friends, your family members, and yourself if you're eligible and prefer to vote by mail to make sure that you've taken the steps you need to take in your area to receive that mail-in ballot. And also, just like with voter registration updates, make sure you look into the rules. What are your options if your mail-in ballot does not come in time for the upcoming elections? Okay, so this election cycle, it seems to be a little bit crazier than 2020 election because we are coming up on a time where the policy making, the law passing branch is very vital to what happens to the Biden presidency. So we know that if whatever happened with Mitch McConnell during the Obama years, where he vowed to make sure that he will never allow any policies to pass, ends up impacting Biden's administration, we are screwed. So this whole idea of voting is so important to us because we don't need what happened to Obama when he tried to pass all of this legislation to end up being blocked once again because Mitch McConnell won his race, unfortunately. And so we need to make sure that we are flipping seats. So I wanted to get your opinion for starters because we're going to talk with our audience uh about some important dates and important seats that are coming up. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on one of the most prominent policies that's out there. And uh, and it's talked about not just at a battleground state like Texas, but also across the nation 
because it is actually stuck in the House and has not been passed in the Senate. And that's the voting rights uh, laws that have been passed. So Texas actually passed this law last year. It's uh, a voting rights law. And there's seven main points that will impact voters this year. So it bans 24-hour voting. It bans drive-through voting. Voting by mail will, for Texans who are uh, over the age of 65 out of the country on election day or have a disability or illness that prevents them from voting in person are eligible they will now need to provide either their driver's license number or the last four digits of their social twice, once on their absentee ballot application forms and once on an envelope in which they return their ballots. There's also a ban from officials mailing out unsolicited mail-in ballots. So you know how some people get their mail-in ballots randomly. They can't do that. This bill, which is now a law, makes it a felony for a public official to send someone a mail-in ballot. It also emboldens poll watchers. So think about the 1960s where there were people ensuring that voters, black voters were out there doing these literacy tests and all of this other foolishness, these stipulations uh, to voting. There's now going to be poll watchers who are more than likely Republican in these voting stations, making sure that they're including the transfers of memory cards and flash drives and hard drives and data storage at these polling stations. Then there's going to be a barrier to voting when it comes to assisting people with disabilities for the caregivers of these people with disabilities. And then lastly, there's going to be a monthly road check for the Texas Secretary of State. Um, and what this says is it makes sure no one is on the state's voter rolls who said they were not a citizen when obtaining or renewing their driver's license or ID card. So what are your thoughts on this new voter restriction policy? Signed in by none other than Greg Abbott. Um, I mean, I think we've talked about the Voting Rights Act at the federal level. Um, in previous episodes. And in that, we talked about Texas as an example of why the, I think it was the Supreme Court case that kind of gutted the voters right, Voting Rights Act, which is why we needed to pass this new one. Um, and Texas is a prime example of why that's important um, because the Supreme Court uh, majority opinion that you know, this thing that's based from the, on the 60s is no longer needed. These states don't need to be um, monitored um, for, you know, something that's based on the 60s and prior to the 60s. But in fact, there are states like Texas where consistently there have been issues with voting rights here. Consistently, they have... Um, tried to keep people from voting and been taken to court for that. Um, so, I mean, that law that you described, um, it's not surprising. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, they don't want us to vote. And that's why we have to get out there to vote so that we can be able to put people in who actually want to protect our right to vote, people who aren't going to try to stop us um, from voting. And 
yeah, my grandma had to do an application to get the ballot because you, she was used to getting the ballot just mailed to her, like, automatically. She's been over 65 for a couple of decades now, right? <laughs> um, but now she has to apply for it every year um, wow. to get that mail-in ballot. And yeah, you do have to include um, either your driver's license number or the end of your social security number, which to me just seems kind of dangerous just thinking identity theft things like that but especially with elderly people like sending their information they're like the most likely to be scammed um because of the way that people are using technology to prey upon those for their information yeah and open up accounts and mortgages and so forth yeah and, and the even the phone there. calls like she does not answer her phone during the day unless she has your number saved because she gets calls all day and i've heard other elderly people get calls all day from people trying to scam them mm. um but um but you know voting is important to her and so she's kept up on that um she did miss the primaries because she hadn't did that annual application, but she's gotten it in um, for this round. I guess later we can go over some of the dates uh, for deadlines um, for like voter registration, updating your voter registration and um, requesting a ballot. But I mean, that's, that alone, the fact that they're trying to keep us to vote should motivate you to get out there and vote. I mean, I because... Do you, do you want to be in a state that is going to govern you when you have no say in it, right? You think you do, right? Everybody talks about voting, but with these types of things in place, it makes it so difficult for so many people. They actually, like, it's going to keep them from voting, you know? Right. So, And, and if you if people think about this, in the last election, they shut down polling stations in Black communities, but like mm-hmm. they, I believe it was in a Houston area. A college in Houston, I think, also something like wasn't it? Was it like Plainview? Or... I can't remember, but I remember that there were several polling stations in Houston, and then in one part of the city, I think it was. Oh, I know it's not Tarrant County. I want to say it's Harris County. Um, they shut down all of the polling stations except one and it was like a million people Mm -hmm. to one polling station a million people on voting day and we don't have an election day specifically for um sorry my little person's here um we don't have a specific election day where everybody takes off to actually vote and that's detrimental Mm -hmm. to a lot of our communities so I, I I think that it was specifically designed to target our community and make it so that we are not getting out here to vote and do the right thing by our community. Right. And then, I mean, also add in like gerrymandering and the redistricting uh, so that even if we do get to vote, it kind of, diminishes the impact of our vote, right? Um, right. 
But, and that comes down to just being aware. A lot of people focus on national elections, but things like these types of policies, um, how you vote, who's able to vote, um, think barriers that they put in place to keep us from voting. Um, that's at the local level. Right. 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 Um, and I think Stacey Abrams talked about this on an interview where she talked about how the governor has more power at the state level than even the president of the United States mm -hmm. and how a lot of our policies get passed at the state level, which is why when people start talking about states rights versus federal rights, it's very dangerous because they can change so many policies that impact us at the local level that the federal level does not even touch they right. they change the language like they may not outright come in and say that we're going to start enslaving black people but they're going to change their policy when it comes to imprisoning black people and we do know that imprisonment mass incarceration is a form of slave labor in this country mm -hmm. so we have to be mindful of who we're putting into office in these local elections so that leads into another question I have, uh, which is what are some battleground races that are coming up that you may know about? Like I know some of the popular ones are Beto versus uh, Abbott, uh, uh, Stacey Abrams versus Brian Kemp, Raphael Warnock versus Herschel Walker. Dear Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that one in itself is a hot mess um, because I, I don't even understand how Herschel Walker is even being taken seriously. <laughs> I don't understand. How was Trump taken seriously? I mean, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense right? U.S. politics, but. Right. I think for me though, the, the battleground state for me is in my home state of Louisiana with Gary Chambers versus Senator, um, John Kennedy, who sounds like Foghorn Leghorn from Looney Tunes. And he doesn't, he didn't always talk like that. He just became, he was originally a Democrat. And when he turned into a Republican, he started including this Southern drawl. He actually made a commercial about bringing back jobs in the middle of a cotton plantation. And wow. yes, mm. yes. He compared the right to choose an education to a jar of mayonnaise. So I just, I, I just, I don't understand. But when you look at someone like Gary Chambers, who is trying to bring in real change for Louisiana, which is one of the poorest states in the country, which has some of the worst laws when it comes to women's rights and education and health care. It's like a huge slap in the face to voters who are really trying to bring about change in that state. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I believe he talked about there being a million registered voters and 900,000 of them are Black voters. Now, could you imagine if 900,000 Black voters went in and voted Gary Chambers and flipped the state of Louisiana to a senator who was not only Black, but also uh, a Democrat to bring about change? They already have a Democratic governor, but you have a Democratic senator and you have a Democratic governor and you can bring about real change. A lot of that, the issues that Louisiana is facing is because of issues brought on by Bobby Jindal, who was a Republican and he gutted the healthcare system. He gutted the education mm. system. 
and we're seeing the effects of Louisiana's downturn, which has been rated the worst place to live in America. Like, I mean, Mississippi has a water crisis, but Louisiana has become one of the worst places to raise a child, to uh, raise a family, to get a job, to have any type of upward mobility. And I'm really watching this race with Gary Chambers versus John Kennedy really closely. But what about you? I mean, you know, being from Texas, and this is where my family is, um, the biggest ones, Beto O'Rourke and um, Abbott, um, like we talked about, local government really has pretty much the biggest impact on your day-to-day life, right? So mm-hmm. their stance on healthcare, Medicaid expansion, access to healthcare, funding for healthcare, um, women's rights, uh, here, education, care, really, there's so many things that um, right now at the state level, um, Texas position Mm -hmm. (laughs) is on these things. The attorney general as well, uh, that I think it's really important if we can flip it, um, Mm -hmm. that that would be in the best interest of Uh, me and the people that I care about. And I think a lot of people, Mm -hmm. even people who may not realize it or may not care (laughs) that (laughs) it would be in their best interest. Um, And that certain positions that people have who currently have power are not in the best interest of people overall. Right. Right. Um, I think it's interesting. Like some of these races are so one-sided and are not being taken as seriously as they should like our our attorney general is under criminal investigation currently Mm -hmm. ken paxton is underneath Mm -hmm. criminal investigation yeah and he's allowed to still be the attorney general like how does that even happen how does that even come up i mean i know there's white male privilege in there somewhere but gee willikers like (laughs) Like you look at it, it's like, oh, he could seriously be going to jail, but he's still running for he can also you know, seriously still be attorney, attorney general. general. <laughs> like what you gonna run it from behind bars? <laughs> uh yeah, I I can't speak to it because I, I'm not part of that party, but I mean we see that at their federal level as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, they Trump is probably still their likely candidate mm. and he has some cases against him, right? Um, that keep adding and there's on. the whole January 6th. So he's still, you know, most likely going to be their candidate. So I can't speak to how people get to that point because I'm, I'm not part of that party. But um, right. yeah. The corruption <laughs> is real. Because I, I don't follow the way of thinking. I don't, but you know. Right, yeah. right. So I want to um, switch gears a little bit. I want to get out some of these dates and some of the seats that are coming up for uh, election. You want to tell the, uh, our listeners about the dates coming up? Um, sure. Um, so I kind of touched on not the dates, not the specific dates, but kind of some things to keep in mind in my so far Mecca um, part or segment. So 
registration deadlines. And this is for Texas, because we are in Texas, so it could be different in other states. Uh, so definitely um, do your research uh, and make sure you're in the know. But in-person um, registration, as well as registration by mail, meaning it has to be postmarked by this date, is October 11th. That's for voter registration. And so also probably like if you need to update your registration, like if you moved or change in name, right? Um, if you want to request an absentee ballot, uh, they need to receive that request by October 28th. So there's an application. You can get it online. Uh, you can download it, I believe, or you can have them mail it to you. And then when you receive the ballot, you need to have your ballot, your absentee ballot in the mail postmark, postmark by November 8th, uh, or you can return it in person on November 8th. Um, and then of course voting is November 8th and then you would have your early voting, which will vary by location. Yes. And y'all, if you are looking for your specific state, look up vote411.com and it should have information about early voting, voter uh, absentee ballots, uh, registration information, you can definitely go there. If you are in the state of Texas, you can go to votetexas.gov and you're able to see your registration status. You can file for registration. It's very simple um, once you click through the site. And it also tells you your polling location. So please make sure you have a, a, a plan to at least be registered by those dates. Now, a couple of seats that are up for election federally. We have 34 Senate seats that are up for election, y'all. And I did name a few candidates in some prominent states that have been talked about in the media, but there are 14 seats held by Democrats that are up for election and 20 seats held by Republicans that are up for election in November. So please make sure you are looking into who is running in your state. Now, for Texas, we don't have our Senate election until 2024. That's when we get Ted Cruz and John Cornyn out of here because we're sick of both of them. They got to go. But when it comes to Texas, there are several, there are 22 state executive offices that are up for elections in the state of Texas. That's the governor race, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, the comptroller, agricultural commissioner, public lands commissioner, railroad commissioner, and there are 15 state board uh, seats that are up for election. Y'all, I cannot stress how important it is for us to get some of these state board, uh, uh, state board of education seats filled because when it comes to things like the STAR test that has come out, it's ridiculous what teachers are having to go through. It is, it is ridiculous what our children are being asked to be able to be tested on that has no impact on how smart they are. It is just unnecessary what they're asking these kids to do. So please make sure you are voting at your state board, state uh, state board of education. Make sure you know who's running, y'all. Um, there is one other thing I wanted to ask you. Since we are going through this election cycle, and we see a lot of misinformation out there. And the goal of this episode of our podcast is to make sure that you have the right information. 
what do you think, Emeka, and our listeners, what do you think mm-hmm. could be the 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 best outcome for our community when it comes to voting and having the right information? What do you think is the best outcome? Because we have so much misinformation going around, whether it's through COVID, whether it's through um, education, whether it's through um, what policies are being passed in the House at the federal level and what's not being passed by the Senate. What do you think could be the best outcome if we are out here voting, doing our part, and having the right information? What do you think? The best outcome. Because um, I was going to say the best outcome would be if we have good voting turnout, like mm-hmm. despite the obstacles these states are putting into place, right? Because that's the first step to make sure that we are ensuring that ourselves and others, our friends and family, are using their right to vote, right? And that we're not letting these obstacles that they're trying to put up stop us from voicing, you know, our position on things. We're not all going to vote the same. Right. But it's important that we all have the opportunity to vote, period. Um so that's what I would hope to see, right? Um, right. That their plan to keep us from voting because it it feels very much targeted towards us. <laughs> yes. Um, does not succeed. Um, and it doesn't stop us from voting. Um, and then once we're able to exercise that, we can continue to work towards unifying together to figure out like what is actually in our best interest and hopefully coming together collectively and working towards that, um, whatever that may look like and understanding that each vote does count because it's a collective vote. Um, And so the most important thing is to get out there and put your vote to use, exercise it. And if you feel like the outcome isn't what you want, then the answer wouldn't be to not vote. It would be, okay, so where can I plug in to move future votes and elections towards those things that I think is important for me and those I care about and those who look like me and everyone else, you know, whether that's going to the local meetings and influencing those people who are, they were elected or um, organizing to get more votes out there, um, But for me right now, uh, one of the biggest outcomes just to make sure as many of us get to vote as wants to vote, so. Absolutely, and and that's a good point because I think at this junction that we're at, um, we need to be making sure that we're exercising our rights to vote. We do need to make sure that, like you said, we're getting plugged in. So after you do make that vote, you cast your ballot, make sure that you have a community organization that you want to get behind. Make sure that you know how to write to your senators, your House of Representatives, your governor. See what platforms that they are on running on and try to engage in those platforms so that you can have your voice heard. Just so you know, and I know a lot of people don't realize this, 
when you want a law passed, it starts with an idea by the people that is pushed to their representative that is pushed through legislation. So it starts with the people. Make sure that you have your plan, you have your idea, you have your community, you have your agenda, and it's ready to go for this election cycle. And I hope that each and every one of you gets out here and votes like your life depends on it because it does. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the So For Us podcast. Be sure to check us out on your favorite social media sites using the at So For Us podcast handle. Like, comment, leave a review, send us a trending topic you'd like us to discuss, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. We'll talk to you soon in the best place that is So For Us.